Welcome to the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Axel Ragnarsson, and on this show, I dissect how seasoned multifamily investors started, built, and scaled their businesses. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another quick solo episode here on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the two different types of investors that I see in the multifamily business. And I'm going to broadly categorize them as decimal folks and deal folks, decimal investors, deal investors. And I think this is a really interesting topic to talk about because I think literally everyone that I see in the business falls into one of those two categories. Anyone who's out there actively investing in multifamily or looking to invest in multifamily or real estate in general, I think can be labeled as one of these two things. So what I want to do in this episode is define each of them and then talk about which one you should strive to be and what you should focus on from an activity standpoint to become which one of these individuals I think is actually best positioned to achieve success when investing in real estate. So first things first, let's define what a decimal guy is, a decimal investor, right? Guy, gal, whoever. This is an investor that lives in Excel sheets that spends most of their time in the business underwriting and evaluating deals in an Excel sheet, looking at it through a computer lens. They don't spend a lot of time on site actually looking at properties or evaluating properties or managing their own properties. And they have a hard time understanding how to evaluate real estate beyond an Excel sheet, right? Have a hard time understanding how to spot a great location They probably don't understand the mechanicals that well in terms of how a building is actually structured and serviced. Probably don't have a sense or a feel of what floor plans are more desirable than others. Probably don't understand what level of finishes is appropriate or what types of renovations are appropriate in a given building in a given location. From a deal flow standpoint, they're probably just pestering brokers a few times a year looking for deals. They're probably not adding any value to these brokers or other individuals in their network. They're probably not doing anything direct to seller. They're probably just sitting there waiting for deals to come to them. And fundamentally speaking, these investors are oftentimes underwriting to a decimal point. That's why I'm calling them decimal investors. They're underwriting to an exact IRR, an exact cash on cash return. They're probably making aggressive assumptions. And most of the time, they're doing thin deals with a minimal margin for error. And fundamentally speaking, to put it a little bit more simplistically, These are underwriters. These are Excel guys. These are finance guys. And while it's important to have a core understanding of finance, these are oftentimes not the skill sets that bring you great success in real estate investing, right? If you're spending all of your time in an Excel sheet, you're doing it wrong. And that's just an undeniable fact as it relates to investing in real estate. And you want to avoid being a decimal guy, right? Or a decimal girl, decimal investor, what have you. And we're going to talk about the inverse of that, which is a deal investor, a deals investor, deals focused investor. And when I say deals investor, this is what I'm talking about. These are the hustlers. These are the people that are going out there. They're building the relationships with the brokers, with the other investors, with capital partners. They're speaking with sellers and service providers and brokers and all of these individuals on a regular basis. They're very well known in their marketplace. They're constantly touching base with all of the individuals in their network. They're constantly bringing value to all of these folks. And they're doing that much more so than they are spending time underwriting or spending time on a computer evaluating deals. And while they understand how to underwrite deals and they understand how to evaluate deals, 
They're spending most of their time searching for great opportunities, not putzing around underwriting deals to the exact decimal. These individuals understand real estate and all of their intrinsic properties. They know how to actually define what quality real estate is from a curb appeal standpoint, from a submarket and a neighborhood standpoint, from a floor plan standpoint, from a finishes standpoint. And I'm not talking finishes as in throw some LVP in. I'm talking about down to the faucets, down to the vanities, down to the light fixtures, the switches, down to all of the little tiny decisions that are the hundreds of dollars decisions, not the thousands of dollars decisions, but that produce significant outsized value. They understand exactly what exterior doors to use, what type of common area paint pops the most and provides the best lighting. And they actually have a fundamental intrinsic sense of what individuals, tenants and residents, their customers find desirable when they're out there investing it. And they're not just spending all of their time underwriting in an Excel sheet without actually understanding the nuance of real estate in person. And fundamentally, these individuals just buy better deals. And they don't buy better deals because they underwrite more effectively. That's not how you find great deals. It has nothing to do with what's happening in the Excel sheet. They find great deals because of the first person to see the deals, because they're experienced enough and they spend enough time in person, in front of property and in front of the major players in their market to understand what buildings are the most desirable from a property standpoint in terms of their intrinsic properties. They understand what submarket put you can they can achieve a slightly higher rent in for the same floor plan comparatively to another submarket within a market in general. And fundamentally speaking, they're speaking with all of the individuals that are sourcing the deals and they're putting themselves in a position to secure the best deals. Deal guys see deals before decimal guys. That is a fact in this business. And they understand that above all else, what you buy a property for is the most important part of the entire investment process. They're not underwriting to 17.75% IRRs. They're just buying deals that are so good, they don't need to do that level of underwriting. They're buying deals that are so good that if they did go down and underwrite to the specific decimal point, they're actually going to achieve a much higher return because they're spending their time focusing on the right activities. Buying a deal at a discounted price is the one decision you can make that solves so many problems that oftentimes come up down the line, such as your expenses being a little bit higher, such as your rent being a little bit lower than what you thought you could achieve, such as your CapEx going slightly over budget. All of these things become much easier to handle when you buy with a wider margin of safety. And for that reason, it's really important that you focus on being a deals investor, not a decimal investor. And it's funny, I think everyone that's listening is probably going to understand kind of what I'm talking about here. And, and, and oftentimes the newer investors are the decimal folks because they haven't figured out how to develop the skills that's required to be a deal investor. But you need to get out of your Excel sheet as fast as you possibly can and get into the marketplace and become a deal investor as quickly as you can, because that is where you start to really achieve success. So if you are listening to this and you're like, shoot, I think I might be the decimal investor. A lot of what he just described kind of describes me. That's fine. A lot of people are. You should either go partner with a deal investor or focus on developing the skills required to become one. Now, there is some nuance here, right? When you get to a certain level of this game from a deal size standpoint, basically everyone's somewhat of a decimal guy. If you're in the institutional space and you're buying 250 plus, 300 plus unit deals, you are going to be living in an Excel sheet because that business has become so efficient in terms of where properties trade and just how capital is allocated that you do really need to underwrite well, and you are probably going to become a decimal guy or gal or whatever. But still at that level, 
there are a handful of people that see the opportunities before everybody else. So there is intrinsically a need for the deal guy attributes in order to succeed at that level of the business. Now, inversely, on the smaller side of the business, if you're buying two to 50 unit deals, you can underwrite these deals in a one-page Excel sheet, right? You should be able to underwrite a deal in a one-page Excel sheet and feel confident about what you're buying. You shouldn't need a 15-tab model, although we still use those models in our business because we want to be able to show investors how we arrive at projected returns because that is still an important part of raising capital. We could take that property and throw it in a one-page model, one-tab model, and it would tell us that we're buying a great deal because we're buying it at such a compelling price and because the story around it is so compelling. So this is just an interesting little thought I had. I think I'm the first person to define folks as decimal investors or deal investors. And I think a lot of folks are going to resonate with what I'm talking about here, which is why I'm creating this episode. But do everything you can to develop the attributes, the skills, the personality traits, and the approach to this business that deal folks have, because you're going to see a lot more success if you do so. If you found this episode helpful or enlightening, please consider leaving the show a rating and review. And if you're watching this on YouTube, and by the way, all the episodes are now on YouTube, please consider subscribing to the channel and leaving a comment. But thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. 